Hello and welcome to a review episode on the Auto Archives podcast. This time, returning guest Lauren McFarlane and I talk about Soul, the latest release from the animation juggernaut that is Disney's Pixar. We go through the various themes that are on show throughout the film, share our overall thoughts and discuss where Soul sits amongst the other fantastic works that Pixar have produced over the years. Warning, this does contain some slight spoilers. Thanks for listening and enjoy. to the podcast um how are we doing oh yeah yeah all right how are you yeah i'm uh, i'm not too bad thank you uh so today we've got you back on to basically discuss the latest disney pixar film soul so that came out on christmas day i think i saw i watched it uh, a week two weeks ago maybe a couple of days after christmas and i think you've watched it this week or very recently yeah um yeah, it was this week I watched it, yeah. So I know we started to speak about what our thoughts on WhatsApp, so I thought, well, put put it on hold and we'll save it for the old poddy, uh, hence why we're going to talk about it today. But before yeah. before we get stuck in, I just want to catch up with what you've been watching recently, sort of TV and movie-wise. Yeah, um, well, obviously, again, we're in lockdown again, so um, <laughs> I'm, I'm cracking through the list of things um, that I've had to watch. Um recent really recent this week actually I went back to work on Thursday and I was speaking to um, a couple of people at work and they were saying about um succession now a few people have told me about succession and that I'd really like really like it just one of those things that I've just not been like gagging to watch for some reason but I don't know what it was about um the people at work they're um a creative team so like an art director and a copywriter and We've agreed on music and some films so far. So um, as part of like a one hour catch up that we had this week, which was supposed to be a briefing, but it wasn't a briefing. um, (laughs) (laughs) We started talking about what we were watching and they said that Succession was great. I was like, okay, I'll give it a go. And honestly, it's possibly one of the best things I've watched. It's that good. I know it's really, really good. And it's loosely, have you seen it? I've not seen it. I've been really bad with TV, other than one thing, which we'll talk about in a minute, no doubt. But um, TV, for the, I'd probably say for the last six months, I've barely watched anything. I think Last Dance was probably the biggest TV show I watched. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, if you're going to watch anything, I'd watch Last Dance. Oh, sure. yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, but, um, yeah, it's loosely based around, like, the Murdoch family, so Rupert Murdoch and his kids okay. and that kind of stuff. And it's um, directed by um, the guy that did The Big Short. Adam McKay? Yeah, so Adam McKay and um, Will Ferrell, actually. Oh, right. Like, producer. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really, really dark, but really funny. Like, really, really funny. And um, it's got some really good characters in it. And um, we started it on Thursday night. We finished 10 episodes this wow 
Wow. So you've changed through that. Yeah. And there's three series. So I'm going to start series um, two next week. But yeah, it's just. What's this on? uh, It's on Now TV. So I'm guessing Sky. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It will be Sky. Um, So yeah, it's it's really good. I would really recommend it just because it's just really funny. And Kieran Culkin's in it. Macaulay Culkin. No way. (laughs) And he so good in it and also Matthew McFadden is in it McFadden or McFadden I'm not sure how you pronounce his name okay but he's an English actor and he was in like Jane Eyre and stuff and he's he is the funniest in this it's just so good this is really good one-liners in it I think you'd really like it it's almost got a kind of like uh, American Psycho vibe to it sold but it's really funny okay really really so give that a go um and then another thing that i think is like absolutely brilliant that's on a level with this is atlanta i've not heard of this at all so now atlanta it's on bbc iplayer and there's two series and it's made by donald glover you know childish Gambino. yeah man it's just so good it's super funny again it's quite dark but it's just beautifully written and it's about so Donald Glover's stars in it and he's um, managing his, um, I think it's his cousin who's um, a rapper and he's got um, a really, like he's he's had like a one hit, one hit wonder mm. kind of bass loose and it's all kind of a bit gangster rap and it's a bit shit and they know it's a bit shit and it's, it's quite, it's just a really interesting take and it's all obviously based around Atlanta. Right, but the, yeah. First series is pretty good and it's all about their story and um, them kind of like trying to get a record deal. And then the second season, I think they called it called it the Robin season. And that okay. is um, loosely based around people robbing things. It's really interesting, really, really good. And there's this one episode in it that's kind of a bit like, um, uh, I think it's based around Michael Jackson. It's so fucking weird. It's really? so funny it's really really good and there's a there's a guy in it um an actor Lakeith Stanfield I think his name is and he is so good in it okay that sounds really interesting actually yeah go to iPlayer for that one that is really good I really recommend that okay and then my third thing that I watched was Mandalorian yes that's Um, what I'm watching at the minute yeah so I'm going to be controversial and just, just put it out there and just, I know you absolutely love it. Again, like you were one of five people that was just like, you've got to watch it. You'd love it. Blah, yeah, blah. yeah. I really didn't like it. <laughs> Wait, why? What's, um, what is, what is it about it? That's not ticking boxes. Um, I think I can't connect to it. I do really like that. It's like half an hour chunks. I think that's really yeah, good. Me too. I think sometimes American series can be an hour long and you think, well, you could have done and dusted this in 45 minutes. Like, totally. Didn't need it. I think, I think the one thing that I would say that I have a problem with is that you can't connect with a helmet. You can't see the man's face. And it's a beautiful face. <laughs> so that's why that's why you just yeah. want to take that helmet off no no he's a i think he's a really great actor as well and yeah. you know you've seen him in narcos what's his name pedro pascal that's it he's like narcos he was great in game of thrones he was awesome you yep. know like you know actually how much of an animated actor he is and how brilliant he is and it just feels really difficult to connect with a suit 
and a toy Yoda. Does that make sense? I see. I I'm the opposite actually because one of the, one of the things I made a note of mentally was I felt that it works quite well even though he's got an expressionless face because it's obviously hidden by the mask i think that kind of lends to his character especially from the start where he is this cold-blooded even just in season one is he's just this cold heart blooded bounty hunter what you know kills or doesn't kill take brings people in gets money next job but how it's developed in, in his voice he's he becomes more of a father figure and i think I won't spoil it in case you do dip into season two, but that does progress into that season as well. So I think maybe I'm seeing it from season two because I think mm. I think season one is good. I think it is the prelude though to what is now season two, which I, I won't spoil. Where it's yeah. just I am I'm rattling through. I think it starts off a bit slow, but then builds up, and now it's like I'm on the penultimate episode now. And I'm like dying to see the next two because I just want to see where it goes next. Um, one thing I really like about it is it's not so tied in with the main canon of the series. So there's no lightsabers or no talk about the force really. Or if it is, it's yeah. kind of he's learning about it. It's like the Mandalorian guy um, doesn't know what it is and he's discovering it, which I think is quite fresh considering how it's it Star Wars along with other franchises have been thrown in our face for the last decade few decades really so i think it is i think maybe along with rogue one it's the best thing since the original trilogy from star wars i mean that wow. doesn't say much because i'm not a big fan of the prequels or the latest sequels mm -hmm. if i'm really honest but yeah, yeah I, I think it's great fun i i love that it's episodic i know it is because it's a tv show but i love that you know each episode is its own story and it's got mm. the overarching story and this like father-son bond that's kind of developing. And definitely, like I said, more so in season two. Um, I really, I just great fun. And I like nerd, nerd alert time. I like the, um, mm. the concept art on the credits. I think that's yeah. fantastic. It reminds mm. me, did you ever watch Captain Scarlet? Yeah. And it, do you remember on the, it was always the same uh, artwork but it was the artwork at the end and I was like I used to love watching that it reminds me of that um, but no I think it's I think it's great fun I think yeah I think season one I mean it sounds like you might be hard pressed to push through to season two but if you've got your I Disney Plus account rinse it mate stick with it yeah but the thing is, is that's yeah I'm stealing that off my brother at the moment and um, he, he tells me it's going by the end of the end of January so I haven't got long Oh, you'll be um, fine. Only eight episodes. You could, you could chain it. But then you sounds like you've got a few other series on the go as well. This is the thing. This is the thing. But because it's half an hour, it is quite good in that respect. And I think that was what kept me going through the whole series. Was just like, okay, yeah, right. small doses. There any, yeah, they're only thirty minutes. And I think what you're saying is totally right. And like, I haven't, I haven't watched the recent. I think I saw the first. Um, oh, I, don't, I can't even tell you what the order is now. Of the start with the recent Star Wars revamp, yep. Force Awakens. Yeah, I've seen the first one of that, and I I thought that was quite good. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's I, a good reset. Yeah, but I haven't seen any of the other ones or any of the other spin-offs or anything like right. that. So, um, 
but yeah, it sounds like I don't need to anyway. But look, look I, I I nearly pressed the button on it today. Very nearly went. Mm, I've got half an hour. I could go for it. So there's, I don't think it's a, it's not a hard no. So <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, stick stick with a few more. I would say if you get past the second episode, for me, it's the weakest of the whole series because um, it's kind of like it's like drag one plot point just dragged out over even just half an hour, um, mm. but get part it kind of get past that and then it just from that point just accelerates and gets so intense to the point now and also um bill burr is fantastic in this i don't know if you like bill burr who's bill burr he's the um he's the bald guy he's the stand-up comic in real life in the first season Uh, you know the prisoners they like they put he puts him in prison oh okay yeah i know what you're talking about yeah, he's he's hilarious. He's it's it's I think as well because I I seen him as stand up comic and he's so angry and serious most of the time. And then to see him in Star Wars, I think <laughs> it's just a bit jarring. But anyway, um, okay, but, yeah. Well, I'll let you know if I go back into it. <laughs> you posted. Yeah, please do. Because well, there's nothing else to do, is there? So. Exactly. <laughs> no, stick with it. I think you you won't regret it. Um, yeah, and um, I was going to say that I've just watched a couple of films as well. Oh yeah. Um, so um, we won't talk about Mank. I don't think we can. I don't. I don't want to give any time. No, to it. I wouldn't. Because it was awful. But because I've watched Mank, I thought I'll go to Citizen Kane because I actually haven't seen it, which is sacrilege, really. Yes. I hadn't seen it at all. I enjoyed it, but it's like, it's, it's like a massive parody now, isn't it? <laughs> Everything. So yeah. it's almost like watching every film ever made in one film. So I, I can't hard. really watch it without really thinking of Simpsons on some bits as well. Yeah, so. this is it. Just thinking of Mr. Burns dying or, you know, like, <laughs> ridiculous, isn't it? Exactly. So, yeah, but it was good. I'm glad I watched it. And these are all, again, like, all on iPlayer. I think we spoke about it, didn't we, before? Like, iPlayer has got some absolute... iPlayer is killing it at the minute. So good, isn't it? Yeah, really good. So I watched um, Doctor Zhivago on there. That was awesome. I've not seen it yet. It's got my. I've got the DVD as well. I've had it for uh, years, so so long. It's just thinking. Mm. It's like mm, I need to sit down for four hours to watch this. Yeah, but I had Christmas to do it. That I thought, you know, this is a Boxing Day film, and it was, and it was an absolute cracker. I loved it. The thing is, as well, I think the last big film I watched, uh, you know, when I say big film, I mean like three hour plus film, was Lawrence of Arabia and a bit overrated. I think so too. Didn't didn't enjoy it. And Lawrence is not likable. So didn't really didn't really go along with that one. So I've been a bit deterred from sitting down for that length of time when because the other one is gone with the wind, but I really don't have any energy to get through that. I feel like I've watched, tried to watch Gone with the Wind probably about three times and I tried to do it in different sections as well. But yeah, there is Gone with the Wind, I think he's on, no, Casablanca's on there at the minute on iPlayer. So, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Gone with the Wind is just, it seems like it's quite, but it's beautiful, isn't it? Like you see screen grabs from it and it does look. Like yeah, I think it's one of those things, it looks great, but I don't know if everything else around it, I think might, yeah. Yeah, this is the thing, and I think Doctor Zhivago's got that as well. Like people think it looks beautiful and stuff, but actually, like you know, story-wise, it's really interesting. Um, I really liked it, so I give that a go. Um, while it's still on iPlayer, 
when you've got a spare, spare five yeah. hours watching it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chip away um, at it. Yeah, and um, today I watched Training Day for the first time. I've never Whoa, seen first time. Wow. Yeah. Okay, what do you think of it? Um, halfway through, I really was getting a bit annoyed. Oh, I don't no. like What with Denzel? Yeah. Yeah, what's happening? I don't understand. Why do we? Why are we following this guy? Why is he making him like do all these things? I don't understand it. Why is he doing it? Blah blah blah. But then I came round, um, kind of towards the end. But I don't. I wouldn't herald it as the the piece that it's supposed to be. Because yeah, okay. like I was a bit like yeah. there was parts of it. I was just like they dug up the kitchen floor and then they're saying that this guy tried to shoot at them and they called the ambulance so if I, and i feel like if i'm picking holes at all of these plot lines you're I'm you're not you're not immersed enough to not care no exactly so yeah I, i'd I mean, have to my... i'd have to watch it again it's, it's been a long time since i've seen it um i remember denzel i think denzel won an oscar for his sporting role in that and i remember him mm. being incredible in it um ethan hawk i don't it, He's very young in that, isn't he? Or relatively young. Um, or certainly early early in his career. I don't remember him being standing out as much at compared, you know, next to Denzel. But I remember there's mm. a really tense scene. I have a feeling he's in a bath, not in a bath, but he's forced to sit in a bath with a gun pointed on him. I remember that yeah. scene being really tense. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that and the ending, I don't really I remember liking loving it. But yeah, it's been so long. I couldn't tell you sort of the plot points of of that. So um, yeah, yeah I couldn't understand why I got an Oscar for it because you really like I really hated him the whole way yeah, through it. That's yeah, exactly. Like, he's a dick. I re- like, why are we? I don't understand it. I hate everything that he's doing and all that. So that is actually quite a feat, isn't it? So yeah, and he's really really good. He's animated. It's not the best thing he's ever done for sure. No, I don't think he's done some better things, but. So yeah, so that was today. We watched that today, and I, I'm glad that I did. Um, quite quite a day. Quite a day, a full, right? A full day. Yeah. Nice, like it, like <laughs> it. Okay, so today we're going to talk about Soul. Um, obviously, it's the late, like I said at the start, it's the latest Pixar film. Um, uh, I just wanted to quickly sort of pick your brains on your thoughts and views of pixar and what you think of their films are you a fan not so much a fan where do you stand with pixar overall and um, i suppose i'm not really target market for them i suppose but they do they do suck me in with these little films like soul and like wally and mm. toy story obviously is just an absolute classic i'd say yeah. to- toy story 2 is probably better than the actual toy story um and up as well. It's all those, all those, all those ones that I'm finding Nemo was really good. But I was going through the list earlier. I was like, there's so many. I didn't realise there was. I know. Twenty three. I, I looked. I think is twenty three. It's on now. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, obviously, I've not seen a lot of them. I do really like Pixar, though. I, I think they've got a certain kind of style that not, um, that you know, it's a Pixar movie because there's a lot of animation. Um, movies now so like Frozen's just a Disney film isn't it it's separated from Pixar and yeah. not that I've seen Frozen to be fair um, but Frozen feel, I feel like I've seen it because it's everywhere yeah um, I, I know what you mean <laughs> um, 
and you must have seen it right you have no, I've it. not seen it no but I feel like I like you said I feel like I have so I don't need to yeah I mean have you told Autumn that it never existed or something yeah she she doesn't know what it is yet and I have yeah I have Disney plus so I'm just gonna hide that you've um, got time you've got yeah, time exactly <laughs> um but yeah and also like you know look at things like Shrek or something more popular ones and Despicable Me you can tell they're not Pixar films I think Pixar yeah. films have a particular style and a rhythm that I quite like and a humor to them that is quite uniquely theirs um I think it's all about kind of how they animate the objects and some of them can be like ordinary objects like what is it that is it Luxo or something the little lampshade that they yeah. did and just, that's it. It, to me it looks like a little dock like it's like you know the way that it's reacting to things but it's not it's a lamp you know and yeah and um, it's just those little tiny minutiae of detail that they add into their films that are, I think are um brilliant about the way that they style it and you know it's you know it's a Pixar film yeah it's hard to pinpoint exact I know what you're saying but it's hard to pinpoint exactly what it is but I, I agree that when if you were to just have a poster of animated movies you know not with the same production company I think you could I think more than likely you could pick out which ones are Pixar and which one could be DreamWorks or which ones are you know a different um, production company um I think it is just like you said, it's the way they animate it. I, again, I couldn't exactly pinpoint what it is, but I, you just know. I think we've been brought up with it enough to know what it what it looks like. Um, I'm the same as you. I, I didn't realise how many there exactly were um, and which ones were actually Pixar and which ones weren't Pixar. I don't know why I thought, I don't know why I thought Moana was a, because obviously since Disney now owns Pixar, the line's slightly blurred as, without you know really looking you know at each film I, I don't know I, I thought Moana was Pixar as well but I know it's it's just Disney um yeah for the most part I can't say I've seen a bad Pixar film I mean there's still a cute quite a, I had a look and there's at least nine I hadn't seen I mean I've not seen any of the Cars films um I haven't seen the latest Coco uh, I think that was maybe two or three years ago which is meant to be really good um so I need to get onto that one um, I never saw Finding Door readers. So there's a few, or even Onward, I think came out last year. I never saw that. So there is quite a few I need to, there's on the watch list to get around. I think when I first got Disney Plus, which, God, was that, well, that would have been last year where that came over here? Around yeah, that time, so. right? The first thing I did was watched all the Pixar short films, which mm. I think are fantastic. Uh, because I, I think it is an art form to try and convey... Uh, a story get emotions across in three four five minutes i think for 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 anyone to put that together and you kind of come away uh, you know emotionally attached to it or invested in it somehow i think is a real art form there are quite a lot on there because i mean any i don't know if you said you've seen some at the cinema they sporadically I don't think they always did but they usually put a short film right before the main feature yeah. and I kind of almost look forward to that just as much as the film because they always seem to be a very subtle story but you know not it's like oh wow why has no one sort of thought of that story before or it's a very unique story that come away and go yeah I'd love to watch that again and obviously with Disney Plus you can there are some I hadn't seen before there are some I remember seeing at the cinema but there are 
they are definitely worth a watch. And again, I think the longest one might be about five minutes. I remember that was the first thing I rattled through is just realised how many there were. And I, there are quite a lot. Um, but yeah, you can easily chain through those in a, an evening or a day or so. Um, but yeah, some of them are fantastic. I remember one, I think it's called Lou, which is about, um, I can't remember, it, it stands for something. I can't remember what it was, but it's something about lost property. And basically all the, all the items in the lost property form like a character hmm. and they basically interacts with the kids and it's like it's trying to give the toys back to the kids it's so good i really recommend it it's i think i'm pretty sure it's called lou l-o-u um but yeah it's fan it's really good um but yeah i mean generally speaking you know situation current situation of covid aside you know generally if pixar film does come out i do try and make the effort to see them I think mm. perhaps the last one, although I say that, I think the last one I might have seen would have been Inside Out. I think that's 2015. Yeah. So I, 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 try, I try to get to them when, when I can, really. Uh, but now I've got Disney Plus, I'm going to try and get someone more under my belt. But um, So it sounds fair to say I think we're both fans, maybe not diehard fans, but fans. I think, I think for us, maybe Toy Story is, you know, obviously the big, the big, hitter at right at the start of their yeah. uh, birth of Pixar um so that's always just been it would always be a childhood memory to to have seen yeah. that at the cinema so we kind of brought up with it well I, this is it I actually didn't realize that I was when, when did that come out it was like 95 Jesus yeah I mean like I was you know six or seven like that's mad mad to think about you know I, I really didn't think I was that young so but then that's that's me just forget my age. But then it could have been one of those things, you know. In cinemas now, they just keep really like keep playing it. Like yeah. there's still films out from a few years ago when cinemas were open that they would just show it and just do like reruns, I suppose. But yeah. hey, but yeah. So so on the back of that, then uh, obviously we watched Soul, uh, which is the latest film from Pixar. Um, I don't know if you want to go into the rough plot points or if you just want to go straight into what you thought of it because I know you watched it more recently than me. So what, what did you what are your general thoughts of of the film? Um well I I really liked it. I think it's one of those ones and I think you know going back to us talking about us being fans or whatever and we're not like diehard fans. I'm totally not. I think the last the last Pixar film I I've been told I saw I don't even remember going to see it in the cinema was um Toy Story 3. So I haven't been back to the cinema to watch. Wow. Okay. So um, it's not, it's not really, I wouldn't ever be really be grabbed by anything like that. Um, you do hear about it, don't you? You hear like, oh, such and such was really good or whatever. So like Wally, yeah. for example, yeah. you know, people were just raving about that. So I was like, well, I, I must watch this. I must find a way. Um, and I think Finding Nemo was just such a global sensation that it was quite difficult to not watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it kind of came. So well, if they come out on TV or something, I'll I'll watch them. I'm not I'm not gagging to go and see them at the cin cinema. But I do appreciate the art of them. I think and Soul was a really similar situation. So it was one of those things where um, it it got some really good reviews and people were talking about it. And a couple of people had said to me, oh, this is a really good film. Um, 
and then so yes i had to try and find a disney plus account Uh (laughs) um or you know obviously you could have the trial and whatever but i knew i knew my brother had one so i just thought i'd use his login just to see this one particular film yeah which i think is really really um clever of disney um because i think that's how they're going to get people like me to get a disney plus account because i wouldn't normally you know yeah um so yeah, so I watched it over Christmas and I, I really, really liked it. I, I thought it was a really, a really interesting take on on people's souls and um, the film, the story was, I think, just so wonderfully told and such a one, it's like a really nice theory on how this kind of thing or how a really nice theory on the meaning of life. I think it's um, it doesn't go into too much detail. There's some really lovely little pieces in it that kind of um are, are just very sweet and really good natured mm. i think that's really nice about it i don't think it's a tearjerker by any standpoint i certainly don't think it's a kid's film um and i i liked it because of that it, it wasn't a kid's film but it's something that i think that i probably if i if i was a child like six seven eight or not i probably would watch it I think it was probably around that level. I don't think it's for really young kids. Um, and I think it was a really smart move on Pixar because they do they do tend to go for these themes, you know, like they touch on themes of life. They touch on kind of like loss and trauma and growing pains and all that kind of stuff. But this was purely about the meaning of life and it really nailed into it. There was no... It, was, it wasn't vague in anything it was just like and this is what happens here and then you know like actually pointing out it was almost a bit like I I felt it was like a retelling of like a it was kind of like a Christmas carol I don't know whether mm. you felt the same like the you know the main character kind of looks he has a near-death experience and looks at his life and thinks oh hang on a minute I haven't I, def- I definitely sure. felt Christmas carol slash one it's a wonderful life sort of um you know take you out of your life look you know as in step back and look at it and appreciate it that's kind of a a theme that runs through this uh definitely thought the same thing watching this yeah yeah and i think you know you know of course it's the it's the style of it is very much like a pixar film you know it's a pixar film but actually it's it's a little bit more stylized than a pixar film it's not as cutesy as a normal pixar film um, you know, I really love the counsellors in it. So um, the people that are in the um, Beyond or the, is it, is it called the Beyond? I think it is the Beyond, yeah. Before, or no, the Great Before it's called, isn't it? So like where all the souls are before they go into Earth. That's it, yeah. yeah. And there's like counsellors that are herding up these little baby souls before they go off and they're learning life skills before they get dropped into earth which is which is such a sweet notion as well isn't it what a lovely thing to think of like (laughs) i did like the yeah i did like the idea it was like someone has a monopoly on your skill set on your personality and it was like all these different traits and you had this it was like a badge wasn't it um that you can fill up I think it was six slots or something and you'd have like the personality one and there's always like one left which was your spark I think they reference in the film that you go on to kind of earth to kind of find it yourself which I thought was a really good uh, visual symbolic way to put that across I think 
for kids to perhaps understand as well. So I think I'll come on to what I think in a minute, but I just just quickly on this point is I think I think there are a lot of complex things in here, but I think that particular point was quite well done to to put across for younger viewers. Yeah, well, I mean it's like um like the great before is like a it's like a nursery, isn't it? Yeah, Those kids are kind of. And they're all of these, uh, like almost teachers and stuff, and they're all called Jerry, aren't they? <laughs> Everyone's called Jerry, and they all look like um, like a Picasso line drawing. That's what I loved about that as well. Yeah. Like, just the way that they're made and the way that they move and two dimensional, uh, yeah. Yeah, really two dimensional, and they flip backwards and forward really quickly, and they're just um, really empowering of all of these little kids that are wandering around and and helping them through, helping them get to the point where they need to get to, and you know like buildings fall down and they're all okay and they're all like having a really lovely yeah. time I and mean, it's it's just a really lovely take on it i think i think and, it's a good representation of re real world as well you know at that age you're 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 supported by family um you've got this support system and in the film you've got this you know you know that the whole phrase of you know entering the big wide world once you become an adult that's literally what they do they fall to earth and it's kind of represents that journey that um, that kids really go through. I guess they have that nursery, they have that bubble, um, and then they they build up their personalities and their their traits, and then they go into the big wide world. and And that's how it's that's how I kind of read it. And obviously, when they head to the big wide world, that is actually when they're born. So I guess there's that part of it as well. But that the mm -hmm. kind of, but um, but yeah, there is. There, I did kind of read into that. Sorry, they weren't explicit oh. about that though. No, when, no, no. Which I thought was quite a good way of leaving that. <laughs> they weren't explicit about, you know, um, yeah, you can see them jumping into Earth, but it doesn't give you a pinpoint of when that actually happens in pregnancy, or, which I think was really clever of them. Yeah. But, um, and I think that was brilliant about that. They left that to your imagination and, and, um, just the other levels of that too, like um, when, so 22, the, the soul that they follow throughout the film, when she, she's, she's been there for a long time and she can't be taught and she can't be mentored and um, she's been there for ages and she's not gonna go to earth yet because nobody, she can't get her last um, badge. Um, when she goes into that kind of other world, and um, randomly meets Graham Norton. That was really weird. Um, him on that like hippie boat, which was brilliant, with the Doors playing as well. Yeah, I did love when it was. Um, I can't remember <laughs> what song it is, but yeah, the Doors playing. I was like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> oh, good, um, I love that, and uh, and so that's kind of like style wise. But also, what I really really liked about it was just the just the portrayal of mental health in it, I think, you know, that I won't spoil it for anybody that hasn't um, watched it, but that part where, you know, um, there's lost souls, which is where Graham Norton kind of like wanders around. And when people get so in the zone when they're playing music or something and they go to, it's almost like your soul, it's like transcendental meditation, isn't it? Or transcendental um, thinking. Mm -hmm. It's where your, your soul goes or your mind goes when you're, almost having an out-of-body experience I just thought that was such an interesting idea um and how they showed it was brilliant and um when people maybe go into a depression and what they look like and what it feels like and what um the different things that it 
I just think it was a really good representation of yeah. different parts of mental illness um, and mental wellness as well. I think it's, um, I think it was a really good adaptation of how that, how that can be for people, um, which I think needs to be spoken about. And I think also is really good for kids to see for sure. Yeah. Um, because it's not, it's not like, um, it's not like a Snow White thing where like the witch does this and it's, it's supposed to mean this. It was so literal. And I think that's what I really liked about it because it was all there and it was a nice hundred minutes of just kind of bopping along with it. And it wasn't, it wasn't gut wrenching. It wasn't like, Oh no, Woody's going to be crushed by a van. You know, like I wanted it, like I wanted everybody to, to win, but it was also kind of like showing the crisis of life and yeah, things happen and, but it's okay. You know, this can happen too. And I think, I think it's a really good teaching film i really enjoyed it okay well i'm glad well firstly i'm glad you um you enjoyed it i think it's definitely the more serious pixar film perhaps they've ever done um i think there yeah there's definitely some really heavy themes for what what is well pixar is generally considered a, a, a kid's movie production company um, so I think there are a lot of stuff in here that are um, that are quite heavy um, discussion points and talking points. Um, I think I think that's where I struggle with this film particularly. So for me, Pixar works best when it works on an adult level, level an adult level, and a child level at the same time. Um, I think that's I think. Generally speaking, that is what I like from Pixar, especially when we, we've kind of grown up, we've kind of seen both sides of that now. So I don't know if you've gone back to films you've watched as a kid, uh, like Toy Story, um, and then seen it, you've, you've, you've had that experience of seeing it as a kid and seeing it as an adult, which some people might not have. They, you know, you've only seen it as an adult. So you've got these two perspectives. And I, certainly for me, you can see it and you can certainly read into it more, especially, Think if you've watched a lot of films you can pick up some of the themes and stuff that um that are on show in in some of the pixar films i mean pixar's definitely got more serious as it's got older i mean i'll never forget when watching up within the first five minutes there's the there's main characters have a miscarriage i just it was so in like shocking in a sense couldn't believe that this you know as a kid's film uh you know these very very real uh sad things are, are now on screen for, for for what is a kids film um it, it, and i think it's it's progressed even more with, with something like inside out which i think does push push the complexity of what kids can perhaps um take on board when watching these films and uh, pushes the boundaries of understanding perhaps like you said you referenced like snow white and kind of a clean cut storyline i think inside out pushes that it deals with feelings um and your various different feelings that you can have and you can go through it deals with childhood and kind of growing older um but you kind of have a character in inside out you have that child character that that kids watching can anchor towards and relate to and you've also got in inside out these adult characters that, that they can also relate to as well so there's a there's a 
it's a win-win from a parent-child visit to the cinema or sitting down and watching at home as it is now. I, I think that is lost in Seoul. I think this heavily toward, leans towards adult viewers and not, not necessarily saying that's a bad thing, but I think if, you, if you're watching a Pixar film, it's a film, okay, I'm going to watch this with my kids or, uh, you know, it's tailored. It's, there is a fair assumption that it's tailored towards kids. So to kind of go into this film when it's very much, pretty much from the start dealing with death, um, existentialism, uh, nihilism, there's, there's some really heavy things in here. I think it is done in a soft way, so it's not too intense for kids. I, I just don't think, I mean, my daughter's too young to to watch this. I do wonder if I haven't speak to anyone who's got kids that would that have watched this. I would like to know what kids think of it, if, if they even enjoy it. I think there's some, to a point that there is a lot of, ex, it is exposition, but, they, you know, they're explaining the settings of what they represent that adults will understand. Um, I think it's going to be a bit too much for for kids to perhaps understand based on their age, I guess. I think you made a good point about mental health. It is perhaps a soft introduction to it for kids. But I, I just think, I don't know if it's the right place for it. I, I, I don't know, that question's still sort of bouncing around in my head of what I think of it. Um, I think, like you said as well, I agree that the representation of the lost souls, I think is, is really well done. And if not slightly terrifying um, in, in certain parts. Um, I just think, I don't, I think it is more a film for, for adults. I just don't think kids come out and go, you know, I really want to get a soul doll from this. I don't think they would, I, I mean, I'm not speaking for kids really, but I just don't think that there is a, a, a clean link from a child watching this. I don't know what they're grabbing onto as a character that they can relate to. You've got the main character who's a, you know, a middle-aged jazz musician they're not going to relate to his career woes. Um, I guess the closest thing is 22, which is that that soul that you mentioned. It's, you know, he's he's been around in the great before for some time and trying to find something to grab onto to have a reason for living. And they, they don't they don't find interest in anything. I, I Again, I don't I think a kid's going to relate to that. I think they're so young that they're, they're figuring stuff out. I think. Yeah, I, I, that's what I, I all I could think of the whole way through is i mean i'm enjoying this i i can you know the representation they're doing of these you know various different mental health areas is fantastic um but i, I couldn't help but think you know if all if my if my daughter was a bit older would she be grasping onto any of this would she be attached to any of these characters that's all i could think of uh, the whole mm. way through that's interesting i i really disagree <laughs> Because um, I think I think with all, if we go back to Disney movies and going back to like Snow White, for example, and those old kind of like I mean they're all fairy tales, aren't they? Fairy tales are awful. If you think about it, Cinderella is locked up and um, in a tower by her stepmother, and is all, it has to clean the house like that. That shit's real. And I think we think about it in terms like that. I think this is this is soft play kind of like guide to <laughs> the meaning of life. I also think too that, you know, 
as a child, I remember watching films that weren't for kids and still taking stuff from them. And I think if you're if you're looking at it purely from Pixar point of view, I don't think Pixar was ever um, started as a. I mean, obviously it's it's got its roots in Disney and animation, but animation mm. as an art form isn't specifically for kids. No, t- think, definitely not. And I think um, Pixar, yeah, I mean. If you're if you're thinking about the commerciality of it, yeah, you know you're going to buy a Woody doll or a Buzz Light. I mean, like all of those kinds of little models. Like, totally, that's what they. That's Disney. That's the part of it. That's, um, you know, the commercial the marketing. Side of it. Yeah, the marketing of it for sure. But I don't know if Pixar, from my point of view, like the storytelling that they do. I don't think it's purely based in that. And I think. Toy Story, when you think about it, it's gut-wrenching in places. Up is just horrible in places, you know, like the stuff that it deals with. And if that's a kid's film, I actually think that Up is more upsetting than this, personally. Like Up Up made me cry. This didn't make me cry. I think this was a really lovely way of explaining things to kids. Um, Not that it should be for kids, but if it is, then, you know, it's on Disney+. And if they happen upon it, I don't think... And even if they didn't like it or didn't find it enjoyable, there's parts of it that's, you know, animation's so beautiful in it and um, music's pretty cool too. And I don't, I think it's very narrow to look at it as like it should be a kid's film or don't market it as a kid's film. No, I, I, I didn't say that. I didn't say it was just a kid's film. I think where it's worked best previously, it's worked on both levels. And I think mm. this this does have the, the cutesy elements of, what kids have perhaps come to see but i think i i personally think adults are getting more out of this film than kids are i have i would have a feeling that kid that if this was in the cinema adults will be coming about talking about it more than kids would be i think that's that if i had to summarize my thought of it that would be it mm. because there's there's so much a lot of it is dealing around talking about death or even just before death you know and also i think as well Death happens quite, you know, death in brackets happens quite earlier to, in the film to this character. Um, mm. It's, it, you know, almost to the point where death is a, is pretty much the, or at least appreciating life, I think is probably the better way to spin it, is pretty much the whole, fo- most of the focus of this film. And I think just on that point, actually, I think the character dies quite early. I don't think we know enough about him in the real world to care at that point about him. Um, mm. So I, I did struggle with that slightly because w- within sort of five ten minutes, um, I mean slight spoilers, um, the character dies. Well, it's kind of in the trailer, isn't it? The character dies, and then we're we're kind of supposed to you know feel the panic of him you know trying to get back. I didn't really have that connection with him at that point, but kind of going back to the the whole thing we guess we're talking about here is I just think it's it's way too heavy i think inside out is for me the level of uh complexity for a child it should be pushed to i think i mean i'm not it sounds like i'm sp- speaking for kids and what they shouldn't shouldn't understand but what i'm i guess what i'm getting at is it, yeah it's it's too much i think there's a lot more if this was a i think we said i said this to you if, if pixar opened their a sub production company that kind of was okay this is for the next tier of um 
maybe uh, of, of Pixar that's mainly aimed towards teenagers and, and adults that have you know grown up with Pixar. I think that was if that was a side thing. I think this would feel, fit straight into it. If you're comparing it to the the previous film like Onward, which I haven't seen, but you know just from the look of it, it looks like it's a more family friendly film than the themes that are going on in here. I mean, I know I kind of I think I know the rough themes of of Onward. I'm trying to think of like even like Toy Story Four. Actually, that would have been the last film I saw at the cinema that was Pixar. Um, you know, it's toys at the end of the day, and you know, all kids have toys, um, and they, they can relate to it on that level. There's still a lot of things that that adults can appreciate, and I think we can appreciate growing up with Toy Story on, on that level as well. So, I, I don't know. I really struggle thinking. I, I don't know what kids are getting out of this, um, mm -hmm. other than a lot of questions, which is perhaps a double-edged sword. You know, these are a lot of questions that their parent they're going to ask their parents about life death like really heavy stuff that maybe even parents aren't quite ready to answer yet that i don't know if other you know you were saying about um uh fairy tales but that's exactly it they're, they're fairy tales they're not based solely in brackets in reality this is because it's you know it's, it's dealing with a guy in new york who dies and yes you've got this other part with the the fantastical part of the great before and stuff like that but the fairy tales you know it's princesses and red riding hood and all this stuff that they are tales to get down to a that, that drew down to a, a story or have a meaning behind them but i think but this is a bit too to telling to people though that's that's my thing is that actually when you look at fairy tales there's some of them that actually like oh this is a bit much actually when you really boil down to them um you know sleeping beauty for example she's like poisoned and it's all this yeah, kind I, of rescuing of like oh but you'll be rescued by this big strong man and he's gonna yeah ex this. exactly it's all it's all fantastical it's you know there's a moral to the end of the story this is a That's bit moral to be teaching people no i'm just no not maybe for that one but generally as fairy tales they have a moral to them that is essentially saying it's a it's a tiptoeing around to the the end point which is saying you know you know the the boy who cried wolf is is his example of, of don't mm. don't cry wolf too much because people won't listen now, there's a moral to it that kids will go oh okay you know in their head they'll be thinking oh if i do this then you know that this could happen to me i think this is just pushing it this there's no it's not a moral this is a full-on look at death and, and and very serious things that i think i don't i don't know if kids are prepared for especially after that age where you're you you're, you're starting to think about maybe these things i think this is a bit i think you're going to come out with a lot potentially a lot of questions and things you wouldn't have thought about as much prior to seeing the film i think is probably why i would say it it's supposed to be an element yeah. of fun i, I didn't Again, I, I didn't think this was that fun. I mean, they had the whole body swap thing, which I'm not really a fan of. Um, mm. And it was kind of half the film was that this body swap part. Um, yeah, I, I, it's not one I would go back to watch again. I think there are, you know, a lot, a, a few things to read into that second time around you could do, like really diving into the representation of the various areas of. Uh, that they they show in there like like i said the lost souls and the zone like you said where they you know people zone out and it's a place that they go to you know even shows it when he's playing piano that he goes into that zone i think those are really cool representations and done really really well which pixar always do and don't get me wrong 
you know, this is still a lot better than some of the other trash that comes out in, in the cinema. Um, so don't, don't get me wrong. I don't think this is a bad film. I just don't think, and maybe, I mean, trying to flip it on its, on its head is maybe that it's, it's, it's intention. Maybe it is more, they're trying to aim it towards adults and some of those themes and doing it in a softer way. But I think if you're comparing it to the whole back catalogue of Pixar movies, it stands out solely for that reason. So maybe that is his intention. And, and if it is, then, then, then fine. But I just think if I was to have a Pixar marathon with my daughter uh, when she's a bit older, I perhaps would leave this one out personally. Yeah, totally. But I think, I think it's one of those things, isn't it? Like you couldn't have made this film 20 years ago. No, I no, I agree with that 100%. And I think I think yeah, they I think if anything's shown is that Disney didn't diversify. So going back to all those kind of like old fables and princesses and all that kind of stuff. And I know that's all really in like people still like all that stuff, but you know, I think it was really telling. I think I, I, that documentary that I watched about Pixar in preparation for this conversation um was was really interesting because Disney was really falling out of favour and all of the stuff that they had done was so old and um, told stories that weren't particularly relevant for people anymore. And um, Pixar just kind of came in with Toy Story and just knocked it all out of the park, didn't they? So I think I think this is an extra chapter onto what Pixar are doing. And I think that they have to evolve quickly with people because I think kids are going to be so much more self-aware than we ever were you know you know mm. you see that in different generations don't you like you know our parents generation our grandparents generation like they you know that kind of thing I think I think they have I think it's opened door to something it might not be it might not be an absolute classic it might not be one that you want to show your children now but I do think it's going to stand the test of time and I think people will talk about it because it opened a door onto it and like I said I think it's like a real like um meaning of life by numbers like kind of soft play psychology and i think i think there's nothing i think personally i think it's it's better i mean i'm not a mother so i don't know but i i would want i would want my children to watch that film if they felt up to it and uh, to understand those things because um you know your own mental health and what happens and you know if you if you don't live in the present you know this this can this can happen to you you know they, all those different things I think it's all part of being a you know a modern human being now you know you've got to be a bit more selfish and I think it really plays into kind of what we're living through at the moment and lockdowns and covids and trump and all that kind of stuff that actually this was a really lovely light touch into telling people, I'll tell you what, why don't you just take a minute and sit on a step and look at the sun for a bit? Or like, you don't have to aim at this all the time. Or this isn't what you have to, this isn't your purpose. This is just, just be and be kind. And like, I think it just, I think something that I thought was wonderful about it was just showing the difference between being very self-absorbed in your own kind of like, oh, this is my purpose and I want to play jazz and I want to do this. And then just totally forgetting all of the wonderful times that you learned how to play the piano or, you know, the times that you spent with your dad doing this or like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think is a really good representation of how sometimes we can get lost 
in your own self and especially in this kind of world that we live in with Instagram and selfies and TikTok don't even get me started on TikTok I don't understand it I have no idea why anybody wants to do a dance on TikTok (laughs) share it with anyone like who cares I hear you just dance and not film it do that dance like no one's watching exactly not the whole world yeah and I just think I think it was a really lovely tale for this time and I think it needed to be done and yeah it might not be a kids film but who cares and I think I think Pixar are constantly kind of blowing the doors off of what can and can't be done and I think only they could have done this film I yeah I totally agree with that that point I think if anyone's going to do it like you said pushing these boundaries of what kids films can do then then Pixar are going to always be at the forefront I think for for that yeah I I think you've made some really good points there I think maybe it's the part of me that's you know I want maybe it's I'm think I'm thinking slightly inward with with my own daughter I'm thinking you know keep the childhood as long as you can don't face these things just yet which I know you know I know they happen I'm not that stupid but maybe that's that part of me where it's like you know keep keep the childhood you know happiness as much as you can let's and try and you know these things push them off as as possible but at the same time I'm thinking this is the film that could bridge that gap perhaps when you're you're at that I think it's a I think just thinking this now I think it's a film that parents should recommend to for kids to watch I don't think it's a Mm -hmm. film that should be pushed to kids straight away I think it's a film that adults should buy and then decide for their own parents uh, sorry I think parents should decide for their own kids um, whether they're ready to watch it because I think it is it is heavy and there's a lot of themes and maybe you know when you're at that age when you start to think about these things this is as you put a, a soft play way into those themes that isn't too heavy but I mean, you know, it wouldn't go from, you know, Toy Story to then straight into this. I think the polar opposites on what they're covering. But, you yeah. know, it, 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 you know, in the sense that, you know, it's a Pixar film. You pick another Pixar film with this. It stands out. Soul, soul stands out for that soul reason. Soul, soul reason. <laughs> oh, hey. um, write that down. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's how I stand. Again, I don't think it's bad. I think, I think the themes are important. Don't get me wrong um i think they need to be laced better in a a story that isn't so solely focused on them um you know so as you again i'm i'm underlining that one you can (laughs) write them down listener how many the soul references there are um but yeah i i think it needs it needs to tiptoe around those a bit bit more so in the in the, if they in the next film i'll be don't get me wrong i'll be interested in what pixar do next if they if they do sort of lean towards these these heavy themes again or if they will sort of bounce back with a more upbeat child-friendly film i think i think i, I don't think they're gonna steer away from it i think inside out dealt with a lot of these things not so not so upfront perhaps but um definitely more serious um films as they as they're progressing um I, I think they've been doing that for years personally i mean up for me was probably yeah more upsetting to watch because it was about death and grief and that is 
so hard to deal with and but it's the thing whereas i i think this this film touched on all of those themes very lightly um it just all did it all in one go which might be a little bit overwhelming yeah sorry i'll let you finish go on but i just think up up was was really like hard going watching tearjerkery stuff um toy story in places too you know like andy going to college and then like and what's i can't remember the little cowgirls what's her name I can't remember anyway but yeah jesse getting left on the side of a road in a box yeah that is pretty tough you know i just think that to me is a little bit more like pull my heart out and stamp on it kind of stuff like i can't you know and i think there whereas this was just a really lovely light-hearted view on mental illness <laughs> and the meaning of life and i think it was i just think it was all dealt with probably all together and maybe yeah it's not as cutesy as the other films that's my kind of summary of it i'd say nice i think it's a fair summary i think yeah i think i don't think we're i think we are disagreeing but i think we're not I, I fully understand where you're coming from. Um, mm. And I think it is, yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm very interested to see where, where they go next in regards to their themes in their next few films. Um, yeah. So if you were going to sort of summarise and, and, and put a, a rating or a score to this to kind of quantify where you kind of stand with this particular film, what would you, what would you put this as? Um. I think when I when I went on Letterboxd um, afterwards, I gave it a good solid four out of five. Um, I really liked it. I think I think it's going to stand the test of time. That one. Interesting. Okay. So I, I was only slightly less. I gave it a three and a half because Ooh, I think just a half, just a half <laughs> point. Um, because they, again, it's still head and shoulders better than some of the other films that are out there. Maybe I'm critiquing it more because Pixar have given themselves this high watermark of what they can do and obviously grown up with it. Like, you know, Toy Story will always be the go-to for Pixar for me. You know, it's the first one and kind of been with it as it's as it's grown. Um, so maybe that's why I critique it slightly. I, 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 yeah, I, I, it's, it's definitely one I would like to watch again at some point. I don't want to sort of dive into it straight away because it is quite heavy um but yeah i gave it three and a half again it's still a great film this you know as an adult i can watch it and, and enjoy it and it, you do come away thinking about things in um more so um but yeah like i won't go into it again too much but i think it's the, the kid part or kids viewing this that has perhaps knocked it down for me slightly but um mm. but yeah it's still it's still great and it's um it's made me want to go back and watch the the few Pixar films that I haven't watched to see you know if, if especially the more recent ones like Coco I think uh, from what I've heard about it there are some serious themes in that which maybe you know watching that I could see the journey of these of, of Pixar introducing these things into kids films more because I think the films I've seen have been a bit sporadic as to what you know uh, throughout their sort of filmography of Pixar I guess so yeah, yeah, it's definitely want me to go, right, okay, maybe I've missed a trick on some of these films of, you know, some of this important stuff. So I might have to go back and, and watch those again. Yeah, 
Well, good. I'm glad we didn't fight. I thought we were going to fight no, at one point. No, it was very um, professional. <laughs> it was. We reined it right back although, in, didn't we? Although the listeners can't see, you just keep flipping me off every five minutes. <laughs> so whatever. But no, thanks, thanks for your time today. Um, I think it was a really good chat, actually. It's made me want to kind of think about that more and, and see a different side to it, which I haven't really, I haven't really bounced off this how I feel about this film with with many people. So um, it's good to hear a different side of it. So um, yeah, thanks again for coming on today. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and uh, perhaps get you on sometime, sometime down the line. Yeah, sure. Let's give it a couple of weeks. Though. No, yeah, nothing too heavy. <laughs> yeah, no, of course, lovely. Next film, Requiem for a Dream. Oh my God. <laughs> nice and upbeat. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks again, mate, and uh, speak to you soon. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye.